I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. We build trust in ourselves so that when the moment comes, when the scary boss emailed the kid in the parking lot, though, can we talk? Oh, I know how to have my own back. Oh, wait, hold on. I was about to freak out. I was about to leave myself. I was about to go into adrenaline. I was about to check out. But hold on. Wait, I'm still the me that high-fived me for the sandwich. I'm the me who drank the water because I friggin' matter. I can stay with me. I can stay present with me. Because I've been taking these teeny tiny daily steps towards self-love. You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, episode number 531 with guest Maria Victoria Albina. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I wanted to tell you that those of you that filled out the podcast survey, thank you so much again. My my profound appreciation for that. And I know a lot of you put ideas for different guests that you would like to have on and ideas for topics for minisodes. And I just want you to know that those are coming. I batch for the summer. And so right now, as I'm recording this intro, these handful of weeks, I am super booked up in my calendar because I'm recording all of the interviews. So I don't have a lot of appointments in the summertime. It's something that I've always done. So you will not see those topics and a few of the guests that you recommended until the fall. So I just want to make sure you know, I'm not ignoring you. Just we got a lot in the, we got a lot in the bucket that's coming up. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that. We're going to do more coaching on the air as well that we did last year. And I just, again, I appreciate you guys so much for filling out that survey. The other quick announcement is that I have one spot open for private coaching right now. And it can be either consulting or coaching if you want some private guidance from me. And I do a handful of different services. So head on over to andreaowen.com slash coaching. There's an application there. Even if you're not completely sure what it is that you're looking for, sometimes even just looking at the application can be helpful and filling it out. We can guide you. And also, if I feel like it's a good fit, you and I will jump on the phone for 20, 30 minutes 
I will ask you a bunch more questions based on the questionnaire you filled out. And then I will be honest with you and tell you whether or not I can help you. Usually I can, and then I can tell you what that would look like, what I think the results could be of us making some magic together. So again, one spot open for that. If you feel like you're having the pull to have some, some guidance from yours truly, your professional hype girl at your service. Alrighty. Per usual, we have an amazing guest for you today. I am excited for you to meet her. For those of you that don't know Maria, let me let me tell you a little bit about her. Maria Victoria Albina is a master certified somatic life coach, UCSF trained family nurse practitioner, and breathwork meditation guide with a passion for helping humans socialized as women realize that they are their own best healers by reconnecting with their bodies and minds so they can break free from codependency, perfectionism, and people pleasing and reclaim their joy. She is the host of the Feminist Wellness Podcast, holds a master's degree in public health from Boston University School of Public Health, and a BA in Latin American Studies from Oberlin College. Victoria has been working in health and wellness for over 20 years and lives on occupied Muncie Lenape territory in New York's Hudson Valley. So without further ado, here is Maria. Maria Victoria, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Same. Now that we've already um, established that we are going to be best friends forever. Forever and ever. I already love you within five minutes. I know my audience is going to love you. Just personality alone, but also because you talk about topics that I know that my audience struggles with. That's why they're here to learn things and get tools and help for, uh, shall we call them neuroses, challenges, if you will. I will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I want to start kind of big and I I I have no idea what this is, which I'm sure like my people don't either, but tell us what is emotional outsourcing. Mm, so it's okay. So it's the term I came up as the sort of umbrella term to talk about codependent perfectionist and people pleasing thinking. So I grew up in a family that featured all of those delightful ways of being and thinking and existing in the world mm-hmm. and We are where we grew up in a lot of ways, right? So I stepped into adult life with all of those habits. And I remember in my 20s, a friend being like, oh my God, you're you're so codependent. And I was like, no way. I'm not like, uh, you know, a middle-aged woman married to an alcoholic, right? Like all the stereotypes, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's not me. So I pushed it away and I didn't get help. And I wasn't a perfectionist because I was constantly fucking up, right? And I wasn't a people pleaser because I was constantly disappointed. Pointing people, no matter how hard I was constantly trying, you know what I mean? Right. So you weren't kind of checking off the boxes of like the clinical kind of definition. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, none of this applies to me. I just must be permafucked and broken. And there's something wrong with me in this really special, unique way. Right. We all think that we're so magical, right? The unicorn of... of Of lousiness. Of permafucked. Of permafucked, right? Yeah. So I wanted to come up with something that folks could really identify with, which is emotionally outsourcing, right? Chronically and habitually sourcing our sense of worth, of value, of validation, of wellness from everyone Mm -hmm. and everything outside of ourselves instead of from within. Because within, we don't think we're worthy. We don't think we're okay. We think that we are once more permafucked. Yeah. And so in emotional outsourcing, we can see it 
And then we can start to get some help, some support, some guidance so we can actually make change. Okay. So that's the term that, just so I'm clear, that's the term that you use for people who, because the way I describe that is I always got my self-esteem and worthiness through the eyes of others. Right. Especially my romantic partners. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I want to talk about nervous system reaction and kind of like how to feel safe when we're triggered. And I want to start with just the triggers themselves. Like how does someone know when their nervous system, like, can you give us some examples of symptoms or situations even when someone has their nervous system is triggered and they're feeling unsafe? Yeah. This is such an important place to start because for years I didn't realize I was triggered. I thought I was just like having a normal reaction to life. But In Mm -hmm. fact, I was outside of myself. Like I wasn't in my dignity. I wasn't in my integrity. My nervous system had taken over. So I love starting here. So sympathetic activation is when our body thinks there's a lion coming to eat us, to destroy us Mm -hmm. and the entire village. And it floods us with adrenaline and norepinephrine, the fight or flight stress chemicals, eventually cortisol. That can make us jittery. Because our body wants to move, our body wants to run, our body wants to get out of there, right? It goes on to high alert and just wants to escape, wants to punch something, you know, move our legs and our arms and fast because our heart's beating fast, our breathing's going fast. Everything in us says, I am not safe here because doom is imminent. And so our thinking can speed up and like it can get that racy aspect, but not be clear. Have you ever had mm-hmm. that where you're like, oh my God, I have to like, I'm overwhelmed. I have this to-do list. I have to, uh... It races so fast. There's not a cohesive thought. Right. Which mm-hmm. is on purpose, you know, scientifically speaking, our body doesn't want us to sit around and, you know, do the, you know, do advanced math, right? It wants us to friggin' run. To run. Mm-hmm. Right. So the brain is, is shut down. Our capacity to think is limited. Uh, our peripheral vision is limited, which I find really mm-hmm. interesting because the body doesn't actually want you distracted by anything out here on the periphery. It wants you looking forward. Like, can I run? Where's a cave? A tree I can get up? How do I escape? Racing sensation throughout the body, sweating palms, right? My palms tingle and sweat. They tingle and sweat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My feet often will start before my hands, which is really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And it, like uh, belly sensations can be, there can be all sorts, right? A feeling like there's a rock in your stomach or feeling like you immediately have to go to the bathroom, feeling like you urgently have to pee, um, but you just peed 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Anything that sort of signals to you that you're racing, that's adrenaline right? That's fight or flight. That's like your body just gave you 14 shots of espresso through the main Mm -hmm. line that is your nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking of of times where this has happened to me and it, it, I, the first thing that came to mind is any time, any type of shaming moment. Yeah. So, you know, whether or not the person there, you know, there's another person involved and they have shamed you like on purpose or inadvertently, like, like just kind of poked the dragon, if you will, or you get an email and it's right. like a like a hate email or like a mean comment on social media. Those are common examples, yep. wouldn't you say? I would. Yeah. 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 And things that like foretell doom will often get this happening in the body. So if your partner texts you and says, like, babe, we need to talk after work tonight. Yikes. Yikes. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we need to talk from anyone. The nervous system's like, oh my God, I'm dying. 
somebody those help. four words so mm. bad right like there's diarrhea yeah right exactly exactly <laughs> x for the soul um <laughs> exactly <laughs> don't do that there's other ways to do that but yeah. um yes because the nervous system's always wondering when we're gonna die and it's okay. really seeking to prevent that because that's it's got the one job right which is survival okay. of the species so you can procreate and so humanity doesn't die off that's yeah so we we want have. this nervous system to work totally for right? us like but in necessary times and in balance so we need okay. sympathetic activation right and i love that you started by saying it's not bad because people think like yeah. oh i have to be zen i have to be in ventral vagal which is the zen chill safe and social part of the nervous system all the time or like I'm not good at yoga. I'm not good at healing. Like I'm like not hashtag doing it right. Right. Like I'm yeah. not hashtag doing the work kind of thing, you know, but mm -hmm. without sympathetic activation, you can't get up out of bed. Like your alarm goes off and you can't get up. You can't drive a car. You can't feed the dog. Like you can't be alive. We need mm. all the complexity of our nervous system. When we talk about dysregulation and I want to make sure to loop back to your question about safety, because I think it's the most important takeaway yeah. When we talk about regulation, what we're talking about is having awareness of what's going on in our body, having acceptance of our nervous system being the driver of the bus, and that we are co-captains with our nervous system. We can't control mm. it, but we can influence it. We can retrain it. We can reorient it, and we can help it to understand that we are adults, right? And that the things that our body once decided was were dangerous, because they maybe were, right? Like loud mm -hmm. voices when you're six, that can portend doom. Like let's be for realsies, yeah. right? So, but retraining your nervous system to understand loud voices can be safe now, for example, right? It's how we work with our nervous system. So it doesn't take over and take us out of the moment. Mm -hmm. So we can stay in present and through that presence, come back to safety, like you were talking about and can make loving decisions for ourselves and our Okay, I think I, I think we're we understand that, and so how I'm I'm curious like a, around a couple different scenarios of like how to how to work on making our body understand that we're safe. So totally, so give us some like kind of tips and tools, tips and tricks. I love a good tips and tricks. So the mm -hmm. the the first thing to understand is that when the body is in high speed, it needs calming, it needs slowing down, and so slowing down and coming back into the present moment is the most amazing thing you can do for yourself. It's also free, it's accessible, and it's so, so easy. So this also works if you're on the other side of the nervous system. There's three main stages. Ventral vagal is the safe and social we talked about. Sympathetic is all raced up, all full of adrenaline, all mm -hmm. zoom. Dorsal is shut down. You're checked out, you're zoned out, you're disconnected, you're not fully present in your body, but in a like, wait, wait, what? kind of way versus a, oh my God, I'm so anxious. I'm so anxious. I'm full of adrenaline way. So, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So either extreme dorsal checkout or sympathetic fight or flight, both need to be brought back to the present moment. And so the easiest, simplest way to do that is orienting the nervous system. So this literally just means looking around. And I know it sounds just like way too obvious to work, but <laughs> Way too easy. Yeah. Right. Like, how could that be enough? It's not enough to heal your nervous system by any extent. Like, come on now. But to calm you down so you can like handle your kids in the parking lot when everyone's losing their friggin' mind because nobody ate and everyone needs to pee. And oh my God, I'm going to murder someone. Mm -hmm. Orient. So you start by 
turning your head all the way to one direction or the other. I go left and I don't know why. This is where I start. And literally looking around the space you're in and telling your body, your nervous system, your mind, your inner children, your actual children, here's where we are. I am in my office. I'm looking at a computer. I'm looking at a microphone. I'm looking at an angry chihuahua. I'm looking at a baby picture. I'm looking at a doll. I'm looking at some tinctures, right? Hey, mind, body. Hey, it's 2023. You're safe. You're an adult. You're here in your room, right? You don't have to go back to the time and place where you learned that loud voices are scary. Uh, Mm -hmm. Direct communication is conflict is doom, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. what the nervous system does. When we're triggered, we're jumping timelines. We're going back into the past when we learned a story about what is scary, about what means it's time to run, it's time to hide, Mm -hmm. it's time to not be present. And so the turning of the head from the left, for example, all the way through the midline and to the right, going really slowly, also in a way massages the phrenic nerve. I love, I what's love the, the like. What's the phrenic nerve? It's a nerve that runs through the back of the neck, and so okay, um, it tells the body effectively, just to sort of shorthand it, you're safe. Like there's nothing to panic about here. Hmm. Which I okay. just find that si- those little bits of science so that's, cool. I know. I think yeah. that's so interesting. I love it. Okay. So you're you're both literally and physiologically telling your brain and your body that you are safe and that you're not actually in danger. I'm not in danger. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't ever want to negate reality and like gaslight ourselves. And like okay. if you're in the target parking lot with three screaming children, I'm not out here being like, tell yourself everything's cool. Right. right. Or you get an email from your boss that there's gonna there's a round of layoffs happening and they need right. to talk You're to like, you. That's <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> right. Uh, be honest about what's up. Like body, I just got this scary email, right? These this kid just bonged her head and everyone's panicking, right? Mm-hmm. What's real is real. And I'm an adult with two feet on the floor, yeah. right? And just keep coming back to it. Two other another t- tool I really, really like um, is slowly counting. So when mm. we count, when, uh, the nervous system loves pattern recognition. We have yeah. to use heuristics to understand the world, right? Because you can't look at each new thing in life and understand it as a new thing every minute. I mean, you'd, you'd go in, like you'd go actively insane, right? And you'd get mm-hmm. nothing done. So we need to generally understand what shape means lion and what shape means tabby cat, cobra, stick. So that system is in the limbic system, the most ancient part of the brain, the reptilian brain or lizard brain. And it loves patterns. It loves counting. It loves like one, two, three, one, two, three, and binaries. So when the rest of your nervous system is losing its mind, literally, Mm -hmm. come back to counting. So I take one of my paws and I put it sort of in front of me. um, And I'm, I'm doing this now so you can sort of think about my little hand. And so you take your thumb and you're going to tap each of your fingers and count them. So you'd count your index finger and say one, your New York finger and say two, your ring finger and say three, your pinky and say four, and then pinky four, ring three, New York two, index one. If you raced up your speed and you're going to do this so slowly, you're almost full of hate, but like for (laughs) real, like so friggin' so like one, yeah. No, like you're, oh my fucking God. But really, but just let it be and let it be annoying. And that's fine. Like have all the emotions about it you want. 
but keep counting until you feel your nervous system shift because it will downregulate because science, okay. it just will. And if you're like checked out and you're like, wait, what? I'm sorry. I just, what did you say about layoffs? Then you go one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. And just keep tapping it out until you sort of snap back into the present moment. And you can combine mm-hmm. that with a round of orienting to begin to, once again, show yourself you're safe here and now. Because if you're running from a lion, are you going to stop and count your fingers, Andrea Owen? Tell me. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. I hope not. You're pretty dope. You'd get snatched. A, I know. So I, I am. But I exactly. Exactly. Well, it sounds a little bit like it's a combination of EFT tapping. Kind of. Yeah. With the with the patterns. I never yeah. really thought about that. That yeah. EFT tapping is like patterns. It's and patterns. Yeah. There's so many system. smart mm-hmm. tools out there that are all based in the same wisdom and are just mm-hmm. use a slightly different energetic and modality. Interesting. I, we're going to take a quick break. And I want when we come back, I want to ask you an adjacent question to that about relationship triggers. So we'll be right back. There's definitely been times in my life where my paycheck ran out before I got paid again, and I wish I could have accessed my next paycheck a few days before I was due to get it. Well, what if I told you that can happen with Earnin? Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use Earnin for anything you need to, therapy visits, rent, or even extra self-help books. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in noise under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. Noise under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Okay, this might be like, I, I don't know, above your pay grade or or, or, a, or not, a, not a great question, but I, it, I felt drawn to ask it because... I follow a lot I, and I t- talk to so many therapists and, and we we hear all the time that we tend to be attracted to romantic partners who activate our past traumas mm-hmm. and, you know, because we because we like that pattern because our brain recognizes it and we're like, we don't care if you're shitty. We just are familiar with you. 
So is there, would some, would these exercises work for something like that? Like if maybe someone's like dating and they're like, Ooh, I recognize these patterns in this person, but I still want to date them. (laughs) Right. Well, so the, what you're talking about is called reenactment. And so the Mm -hmm. nervous system will seek to reenact, to get a redo of, of a past experience that was lousy. I mean, I, I can absolutely look at, at my, uh, my marriage, my first marriage and be like, Oh, I, I see how you were like a 100% my dad. And yeah, all, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Totally. These tools can really help us to slow down and to come into presence, which is how we create felt safety because it's how we create embodiment. It's how we come back into presence in our bodies. And so, yeah, if you're recognizing that you're falling into that same pattern, then you want to have some consciousness, some intentionality, some thoughtfulness to like have your eyes open to what the what is, which I sure didn't when I was with my ex. I think these yeah. tools could be super duper helpful. I think they could mm-hmm. be a really, really, really great way to kind of bring yourself to the here and now. And your question, you said, because but you still want to date them. And so I think if you, you're right. like, yeah, that person's a, a lot like, you know, these patterns are mm-hmm. childhood, but like, I'm, I'm down. Um, yeah. I think that's when it really behooves us to have our eyes open the very, very most. And to stay in consciousness, in presence, because if not, we can get sucked into like inner child, really old patterning so quickly. Like it's so insidious. I I didn't see it happening in my own life, like at all. That's such a great description for it. Yeah. And I'm thinking more so for people who are in the dating world, you know, it's like logically they know that this person is a pattern for them or maybe they're in like a situationship and they're like, I, but I can't get out. Like I'm just, and my heart's too, too in. And why, why, why do I torture myself? Like that, I was thinking like these exercises might, might be good for someone in that place. I think they could be. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about, cause I know a lot of people listening like to, it's a hobby of theirs to bottle up like their emotions. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. How you, you have some like science that you like to talk about where, um, it can help someone like expand their capacity to, to actually like process and feel the feelings. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So what blocks us from feeling our feelings is what I call functional freeze. So in childhood, if we don't get the attention, the love, the care we need, or we get smothered when we have needs, right? When we're not met or overly met, and we're not allowed to feel safe in our authenticity, we start to hide our authenticity away, right? Which Mm -hmm. makes sense. And that's when we start to do these people-pleasing, right? These emotional outsourcing behaviors of trying to keep everyone everyone and everything in the entire world happy with us because it feels smarter and safer because it is. Right. Right? Like in my household, it was so much smarter to be not me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, no I think a lot of people can relate with that. Yeah. Right on. And so in that process, when I would start to have a feeling, my nervous system would run it first through the lens of, will this be okay with the people around me? And not through the lens of me at all. Do I need mm-hmm. to express Your this? Needs. Do I need to feel this? Just like, do I matter? Do I? No, because the answer is no. Right. Mm-hmm. So in order to be able to feel our feelings, like in in a real way and to not just live from the neck down, we need to begin, it's part and parcel of the same work, right? Of that acute moment safety is creating really long-term safety with ourselves for ourselves. And for me, that starts with working the minimum baseline, meaning making small, 
daily commitments to ourselves, not because we want to do the thing, but because we want to build trust with ourselves. Right? We want to show ourselves each and every day, I will show up. Such a big difference. Right. Mm -hmm. If the goal is like, I'm going to write for 15 minutes because I have a deadline, then you're writing for the deadline, not for you. Right. And so what I teach my clients is to make their daily self-love promise, right? This this daily self-trust building task, something you do anyway. Because I'm not trying to add more to a busy woman's day. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody needs like an extra 15 minute meditation. Like, no, no, no. So do you drink one glass of water in the day? If you do, label it your self-care, self-trust building practice for the day and Mm -hmm. just pause and take a moment and tell your body. So I use a lot of self-talk in visualization in my practice. I like, I'm so lucky to to work from home and that my partner works not here because I walk mm-hmm. around this. I mean, she knows I'm insane anyway in the best way, right? But like I walk around talking to myself all day. I'm just like, hey, good job drinking water. You're such a little champion, right? Because <laughs> it's the opposite of what I got growing up. And so I want to really continue to nurture and love up on me and, and love mm-hmm. up my tenderness. Because the more we do that, the more we build those little moments of self-love, of gentleness, of compassion, of curiosity, of care, when it doesn't friggin' matter at all. It doesn't matter at all. Yesterday, I high-fived myself Liz Lemon style because I made a slam and salami sandwich. Oh, my God, it was so good. Right? I like melted the cheese. I went with mustard and a thin layer of mayo, which frankly, Mm. come on, who am I? Genius. (laughs) I pause to celebrate me. And the more we do that, the more we're like, damn, girl, you're friggin' amazing. Look at that sandwich. Look at you drinking water. We build trust in ourselves so that when the moment comes, when the scary boss emailed the kid in the parking lot, though, can we talk? Oh, I know how to have my own back. Oh, wait, hold on. I was about to freak out. I was about to leave myself. I was about to go into adrenaline. I was about to check out, but hold on. Wait, I'm still the me that high-fived me for the sandwich. I'm the me who drank Mm -hmm. the water because I friggin' matter. Wait, hold on. I can stay with me. I can stay present with me because I've been taking these teeny tiny daily steps towards self-love, not this like take a bubble bath. Yes. You're going to get a UTI. Please don't take a bubble bath, right? Like, this is where I like, put on my nurse so practitioner like, Mr. Bubble. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right? You're going to get a yeasty. So um, back up off that and make it like this daily intentional movement towards self-trust. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're really lacking. And that creates the safety in your nervous system to be like, okay, I hear you that you don't like the way I said whatever. And right, like that. That prepares you to set boundaries. That prepares you to to speak up, have that, hard conversations, have hard mm-hmm. convos, right? And for them to not feel so hard. I love the topic of self trust, mm. and I know you know your answer was about a handful of things. About I love. I just want to underscore it's small acts of self love. Yeah, it's it's. Sm- again and again and again, I want to repeat <laughs> that to people because I think that that. Sometimes it gets misconstrued and thinks that it needs to be these, you know, these grand acts or no. these, or, you know, just kind of the self-care that we see in, right. in Mother's Day commercials. Right. And it's, it's, it's not that it's these small acts over time. And sometimes okay. it's three steps forward and two steps back, sure. et cetera. 
And you talked about, you know, that that helps you eventually feel safe in actually feeling your feelings. But the self-trust aspect, I think, is so huge. And if you have anything more to say about that, like, <laughs> because it's such an important topic that I don't think gets talked about enough among women. Yeah, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And my whole, what I always say is that we need to take kitten-sized steps because baby mm-hmm. steps are way I say too- turtle steps. <laughs> I love that. Kitten <laughs> steps. Little kitten steps. Because a newborn kitten's foot, it's like the size of your pinky nail. That's the size yeah. step I want you taking. Please. No bigger. More mm-hmm. is not better here. Like this is horseradish. More is not better, right? Like easy does it, kittens. So that for sure, kitten size steps. And so one of the fa- my favorite things to invite my clients to do is to build trust in themselves that they can feel any feeling and not perish. Because there's right. That's like the hardest work you're going to do in your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, right? Oh, I used to fear feel so bad. I was so scared of feelings. Yeah. Right? Like hide under the bed or in not a- just the not just the feeling of it, but I think it's an extra layer of scary to be demonstrative about it. Get get out of town with that. No. Yeah. No, ma'am. Stop it right now. No, ma'am. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Speak such get out. Get out of this house. Take your blasphemy with you. I will Take not emoting, <laughs> telling people about your feelings. Witchcraft. Yeah. No, witchcraft we like, but telling people yeah. about your feelings is dangerous. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'm saying yeah. like people would call that witchcraft. People that oh, don't like witchcraft would oh, call people who don't like witchcraft. Oh, they would have got it. Got it. They actually. <laughs> I mean, there was that one time. So, <clears throat> yeah. So start where it's easy, get and step towards it too, but start feeling those feels because there's no other way to show your nervous system that it won't murder you than by actually experiencing it. So somatically, right? Somatics or body-based practices, which is the bulk of what I do, is all about experiencing the world through the lens of our body and letting Mm -hmm. our body have primacy, letting our body be the the central conduit through which we experience life instead of our brains is. Because most of us have put a whole lot of stock in our thinking parts. But at the end of the day, we, you know, I mean, we're going to think our way into jail. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yes. I I know know that from experience. Right. And just, I think so... Many of us too aren't even sure what it looks like or feels like mm. to live a life and maybe not even live a life, but to even have moments yeah. where they can tap into their body. And I'm I'm speaking generally here. I know that there's some people listening who have a solid meditation practice or they or yoga or something where they truly can feel connected with their body. But I think that there is a there is a fair amount of people listening who are so always up in their head and who are so disconnected. And I think a lot of times these people also have symptoms like GI problems, maybe some IBS, some insomnia, lots of anxiety. Right, exactly. So can you can we talk about that for a moment? And can you talk to people about like for those people specifically? I know you talk about kitten steps, but like, is there anything specific that they can do? I, and I like that, you know, drink a glass of water, high five yourself. Like, but what about specifically connecting with their body that would be a kitten step? Yeah. So use feeling the emotions through your emotions through your body is, is the first step. And I would start with an emotion that feels easy to feel. 
So for a lot of my clients, joy and happiness are not easy. Their first thought, the brain jumps in to be like, but the other shoe will drop, right? But mm-hmm. if let's just say joy is easy for you. Happiness is easy for you. Do something that evokes that. Watch a happy movie or watch like a cute kitten video or put on a song that makes you happy and, and locate that sensation of happiness within your body. Mm-hmm. Or funny TikToks or something. Yeah, sure. Right. Watch us on the internet. We're hilarious. (laughs) Right? We'll entertain you. (laughs) We sure will. Um, But use your senses as the conduit to start to feel what uh, an emotion feels like as an experience of vibration and energetic within your body. So that asking yourself, does this, what is, what's the color of happy in my body? What's the weight mm. of happy in my body? Does happy have a texture, a temperature, a pressure, uh, a vibration? And we do that to get us out of the neocortex, out of the prefrontal cortex of the brain, and to really locate experience within the body. Um, the senses are a really beautiful way to do that. Does happy have a smell or a taste? Right? Just keep diving into the senses. And once again, start where it's easy right? If if going into grief is, is going to be a whole morass, you know, pit of, pit of despair for you, don't follow that albino into the pit of despair. Don't yeah. do it, my little princess. No, stay okay. out. Mm-hmm. Stay where it's easy. That's advanced. That's advanced. That is seminar yeah. level. Start, mm-hmm. start at the 101 and get cozy there. And then yeah. try something that's a kitten step or a turtle step harder, um, more challenging. Uh, and just keep doing it. And so do it at first yeah. at home with the door closed. Do it under the covers. Do it in the quiet. Do it in the sh- the shower. Do it where it feels the most physically safe, which for mammals tends to be smaller spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Like not in a big open field usually. Like yeah. the bedroom with the door closed tends to be it. Um, right. Right. And practice till that feels like, oh, okay, wow, now I can really feel happy in my yeah. heart as like a vibration. Holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. Right. And then, oh, I wonder what anger is like. Mm-hmm. I wonder what a, just a little bit sad is like. And just start really letting yourself feel it. And once you can feel it at home in your safe space, then see if you can feel it in the backyard. Yeah. See if you can feel it in the car, right? You see what I'm saying? Start to ripple it outward, expand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we always do that. We do that process and we start and end with pendulation. So pendulation is, oh, is that Deb Dana's? That's um, Peter Levine's. Uh, this is why you study with too many nerds. Then you're like, which yeah, nerd yeah, yeah. taught me the nerd? Somatic uh, experience. Isn't that positive psychology? Oh, no, this no, is somatic. somatic. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I trained with, I, yeah, I, I did the thing. Um, <laughs> with so, the smarts people. The thing with the smarts <laughs> and the many years of the learning, the <laughs> yeah. somatics, nerdy tree things. So pendulation is when we recognize that it is challenging for the nervous system to go to challenging places. So we start where it's easy. We start where it's warm. And then we go where it's challenging and come back to easy, like a pendulum swinging to challenging to easy. So. Here, we're starting with the easy feelings, right? So you don't need to to add anything other than just do it. But once you start going into, let's say, sadness, grief, et cetera, before you start to go to there, find a happy marker, right? Have your childhood doll within arm's reach. If you love her and you look at her, Mm -hmm. I'm kissing mine right now. Um, Her name's Magdalena. She's beautiful. 
Um, if you look at her and you think pure, joyful thoughts, like easy thoughts, right? Happy, safe thoughts, have her right there, right? If having a baby picture, if having your turtle or your kitten with you, right, brings you safety, do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't friggin' matter. Whatever it is mentally or physically that brings you to your safe place, go there first, focus there, feel that, go where it's a little scary, come back. Go back and forth, yeah. back and forth. It's it's really important to maintain as safe a container as possible for this kind of exploration. Right. Okay. We're going to take one more break. And I have two questions for you when we come back. One of them is about masturbation. So be right back. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. This question came up for me because you said something about, you know, being in that vibration. And I was like, ooh, or (laughs) do do it in your safe place, like in your room by yourself. I'm like, I'll tell you what else happens in my room by myself that vibrates. (laughs) That's right. Yes, ma'am. No, but in all seriousness, I've been kind of diving into, you know, sexuality on on a personal level and following some experts that are so amazing and so far advanced than I am. And and a lot of them talk about having a self-pleasure practice, like yeah. as a form of self-care and also, you know, getting to know yourself, like uh, from like a feminist perspective is, and also that is another, to me, that's another way of not only expressing, expressing emotion around pleasure, but also, I mean, that is definitely getting into your body. Oh, and I think for so many of us, we can still, even when we, when we do self-pleasure can feel separate yes. and it just is like an act so we can, you know, have the orgasm and it's, and I think that's fine sometimes, but, totally. but the experts that I've been following talk about like uh, orgasm isn't necessarily the goal. The no. goal is self-pleasure and like being with your body and touching yourself and getting to know it. That's a new thing for me. Mm. 
Which seems like it's very much related to your work. It is. It is. Yeah, because it's it's all about creating safety with and for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. coming to believe despite your religious upbringing, despite the shaming you might have experienced, despite sexual trauma, that coming to truly, truly, truly believe that you can create and maintain a safe, sexual, sensual container for yourself. That is mm-hmm. a huge gift to give yourself. Yeah. Right. That time and space. Yeah. And safety. That's yeah. safety. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you kind of along the same lines is you talk about collective healing. Mm-hmm. And so how can, you know, we we live in America where yeah. it's very much, you know, the the notion of every man for himself and, and this sort of like individual, this rugged individualism, which we've all are, are very well aware of. So how can you just like talk to us about that? Like, what does collective healing look like? And how can we shift our ourselves away from just this individualized notion of healing? Yeah. Well, we, my work is really all about interdependence, right? Okay. Which is a, a, a way of living, a way of life, a, a philosophy and framework based in mutuality and reciprocity, right? Whereas codependency is about whew, putting someone on a pedestal, putting yourself down, mm-hmm. right? Tit for tat kind of thinking of like, well, I did the dishes, I cleaned, right? That why don't you love me, right? That performing yeah. our lovability so that we can get safety from others. In an interdependent framework, we each create our own felt safety. And from a place of love and care and, and reciprocity, we take care of each other and help to create the conditions for safety for others. Mm-hmm. Right? So fully recognizing we cannot create other people's emotions, right? I wish I could. I mean, <laughs> I'm with you, but also that sounds like a lot of responsibility. It sounds like a lot of responsibility. It's like a lot yeah. of responsibility. It's like a lot, right? I have enough jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're busy. Let's be yeah, real. Yeah. So, but but we can be a part of creating the conditions that allow others to feel safer in the world. Okay, right? And and part of that is codependent thinking. Is it's a framework based in. I don't want to say lying, but I do, right? Because it's just it's untruthiness. Yeah. Right? It's not a truthful way of living. It's not a deeply honest way of living or relating. And I I paused myself before saying lying because it feels like there's some sort of volition in there. It's like, ha, I'm gonna tell a lie and get away with something. Right. It's not that, obviously, but it's it's not a truthful way of life. It's not an honest maybe delusional. Way of life. Oh, snap. Yeah. Scarce. Yeah. There's some, there's some scarcity and some delusion in there for sure. For sure. Right. I, I know. Cause I am one. <laughs> Girl, please. <laughs> All day long. Right? right. Just turtle stepping our way out of it. So mm-hmm. the move towards interdependence is really recognizing that our nervous systems need each other. Right. Ah, okay. I never looked at it that way. Yeah. So it's about co-regulating our nervous system. So your nervous system is calming mine. I hope mine is calming yours. Right. We have physiologic impact within a three to six foot radius on the nervous systems around us, which like, oh, snap quantum physics. Like Mm -hmm. that's freaking science. Like that's dope. Right. So your nervous system impacts mine and, and vice versa. Our blood pressure, our glucose metabolism, our heart rate. 
that's amazing. And so regulating our own nervous system is part of that collective responsibility, right? And that dedication to healing the collective starts with, okay, how can I show up in honesty, in love, towards a goal of of mutual growth, right? Mutual Mm -hmm. support, mutual safety. And how can I support my heart rate? How can I, right? What, What can I do to be part of creating change on that nervous system level? Right. And so that means that like when someone is is checking your bags out at, at Target, you say, Hi, how are you? How was your yeah. day? Like, have mm-hmm. you had a good shift? How many hours do you have left? Yeah, that's, that's right. Too. Like it's me too, right? Sometimes it's, it's well received and sometimes it's not. Right. And when it's not, not going into that codependent, I was just trying to be nice. Yeah. Right. Or and putting your needs trying harder to take care of them. Right. But just instead meeting people from an open heart and, and a ventral vagal nervous system that says, like, hi, I'm here to be a force of kindness in the world, of regulation in the world, of groundedness and centeredness in the world. And I think that's particularly important for, for those of us who walk around with privilege, right? Which mm-hmm. for those of us who walk around um, with the opportunity to, to be part of that energetic change. As you were saying that, I'm having like this montage of people in my life where I have a few things where I, I've always been sensitive and, and overstimulated. I mean, including my nipples, like I'm like, don't touch them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think my, that might come from like breastfeeding collectively for mm. three and a half years, but, yeah. but just also also very overstimulated by energy mm-hmm. of people. And there's been many times where I've walked into a room and felt it must've been the nervous system in a yeah. certain people that uh-huh. I feel. I also feel very acutely when people are uncomfortable with me mm-hmm. yep. and I am triggering something sure. in them that's yes. making them uncomfortable yeah. or they feel intimidated yeah. or for whatever reason. But I love that you made the distinction around and this, I think, comes from I've I've had to work with therapists around self management mm-hmm. around this, and doing the work that I do has helped that. Yeah, too, being trained in it, but it's it's knowing that that is theirs, like mm-hmm, where mm-hmm, I end and mm-hmm. they begin. Sure. Those boundaries, that yeah. energetic boundary, that it's not my responsibility to take care of them. Just know, am I showing up like as best I can? But also, like not feeling the need to completely shut it out, right? Because that's I oh. tended to bounce back and forth yeah. between those two, right? That's, that's, I actually have an episode of my podcast all about this, right? Yeah. Which is that when we shut out that, which activates our nervous systems, we're not, we're not protect, truly protecting ourselves. We're telling ourselves the story that we're not, we don't have the possibility to have the capacity to meet those challenges. Yeah. That's a right? self-trust issue. It's a self-trust issue. Yeah. It's a self-worth mm-hmm. issue, a self-trust issue. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm picturing in that moment of like feeling someone else's nervous system, they're not I'm a lot. You're an Aries. I'm a Leo. Mm-hmm. We're bold women. I get yep. it of like being a lot. It's for a lot of energy systems. and fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you're welcome because we're amazing. We are a prize. We sure are. <laughs> and we have great hair. We just, I just want to say we have like, not <laughs> as a Leo in the room. We do have great <laughs> hair. Okay. Focused. Refocused. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's that shift of like a decade ago, I would have been like, oh my God, are you okay? Is something going on? Did I do something? Is there something wrong with me? Is that, why are you, you seem, it seems like maybe you're stressed out. Are are you, I would have, right. 
into drama, into stress, into like, but what am I, their mom all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. Right, right. That like mother hen of like, oh my God, I have to smother you with, are you okay? Because what I'm really asking is, am I okay? Do you approve of me? Right. Is there something? And that's codependent behavior. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. Like a majillion percent. And so, Mm -hmm. right. And then you posited the opposite being the like, not my problem. And I think that's where the internet's going. And I find it really problematic because it is that Mm -hmm. rugged individualist, that independent, like independence is not the solution to codependence, interdependence is. Right. That's a big distinction. It's a big Mm -hmm. distinction. It's really important that I am a rock. I am an island. Like that helps no one, including you sweet pea because you do need people because mammals mammals right. need mammals right because Those science mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you need people i need people but also like we need people that's how being a mammal works so i feel like now in that moment i would maybe go somewhere in the direction of and we'll workshop it like hey i just wanted to check in like how are you doing my nervous system my intuition sort of picking up maybe you feel a little anxious I just wanted to check in. Like, if there's some way I can support you, I want to let you know I'm here. Uh Just like with a big smile and a lot of love. I'm not taking ownership. I'm not taking responsibility. I'm not shutting it down. I'm saying I am noticing a thing because I am an aware and present human. And I know I trust myself and my intuition that I'm not like making it up. I'm not taking it on. Right. Uh And I'm offering what I'm available for instead of like, again, swamping them with like my quote unquote help. Hey, what I I'm, I'm here to support you. Let me know what that looks like. And so also in there, one thing we don't do in codependency is trust other people like at (laughs) all. Right. We don't trust them to know what they want, what they need. We trust them in no ways. Right. And so from interdependence, it's like, let me know how I can support you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you need a hug? Yeah. Yeah. Do you need me to fuck off? Right. Do you need a cheese board? Like, how's your blood sugar? Right. Like, Do you need a, what was it? A salami sandwich with some mayo and mustard. Right? It was so good. And then really, I think it was heating the whole thing was that was the genius. I'm just impressed. <laughs> I'm that, just impressed. A picture that's going to go in the show notes. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate well, it. Well, we, we do need to wrap picture. up. I'm going to have to have you back. Okay, so you great. can talk Done. more about sandwiches. Let's do it. And you can talk Mostly more sandwiches. About- <laughs> emotional or science, but yeah, but stuff, also right. mostly or brain science. Sure, whatever. Where do you want people to go on the internets or to your house if you want to give out your address? Come over to learn more about you and find out more about how they can work with you. Yeah, I'm going to share my facts. Does that help? <laughs> right. <I love> it. <laughs> what if I was serious? My MySpace account. Oh, Friendster. <laughs> oh, Gen X jokes. Gen X jokes. Watch out, everybody. (laughs) We have a lot of like elder millennial and Gen X people here. Yes. (laughs) Oh, good times. Uh, Yeah. So the internet, you can find me on the gram. I give good gram at Victoria Albina Wellness. My website is victoriaalbina.com. And if you put a slash Andrea on that, you get a special present just for your listeners. (gasps) Oh, is it a surprise? It's a surprise. It's a set of meditations and orienting exercises so what yeah orienting exercise with the phrenic nerve that whole thing i walked us through you can have perfect. it download it okay so it's like an, it's an audio it's a set of audios okay perfect it's like I such a magical love the audios who doesn't right just pop yeah. it in listen to it on a walk while you're doing the laundry easy peasy okay so victoriaalbina.com yeah. 
slash A-N-D-R-E-A. Okay. Done. My uh, podcast is called Feminist Wellness. Um, oh, oh, I know your podcast. I have a podcast. It's called, that's why I have this fancy mic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just thought you just bought it for the show. Just for you. I actually, <laughs> right. I, just for you. I'm going to burn it now. Um, $400 on a mic right? just for my show. I'm going to throw Thank it you. away. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. My show is called Feminist Wellness. It's for humans of all genders. It is dope. We talk about brain science and sandwiches and uh, yeah, it's a really good time. And uh, you can work with me through my six month program anchored or my 12 week somatic deep dive called the somatic studio. Awesome. Okay. So yeah. all of those links will be all in the show things. notes. Thank you. All of them will be there in the show description. Everyone, thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful that you choose to spend it with me and my guests. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now. Hey, did you know there's free secret podcast episodes waiting for you that are not part of my regular podcast feed? Yes, andreaowen.com slash free. And you just sign up. You get a link sent to you. It's very secret. It's like a secret club. We don't have a secret handshake. Don't worry about that. But it's these motivating podcast episodes that I made for you. They're under 20 minutes each. There's three of them. They're for wherever you are in your life. So head on over there and grab them. They range from really supporting you and seeing you where you are and being compassionate all the way to giving you a giant kick in your ass and telling you how amazing and gorgeous and phenomenal you are. So andreaowen.com slash free and get your hands on that free podcast feed. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.